0: Po-Boys, with Pete and Josh. Oh boys. boys no name change po- for this one.
1: Po-Boys, oh, yo, it's the Po-Boys. Po-boys it's the
0: boys no. oh, the best no, but Star Wars Oh, it's the Po' Boys, and they are
1: here to say, "Po' po' 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 Boys." Oh no, it's the Po' Boys, po' 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 po', po Boys.
0: Welcome, Po' Boys, best stars podcast. Alive or dead? I'm Josh. He's Pete. Pete. Look, we've been getting a lot of angry emails this week. A lot of them on our behalf, um, I should say. Yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, you made they disagree. did. Read the um, transcript. <laughs> well, earlier this week it came out, there was a, uh, a a surgeon to the stars in LA who used various mappings of the dimension of the face uh, and named Robert Pattinson the most handsome man in the world, and people were very be- uh, upset on our behalf. Yes, um, they were. we were both very um, handsome, a l- notably A lot of condolences handsome. to us, too, yeah. A lot of condolences, a lot of outrage, and I just... I'm trying to cut it off at the past. We recused ourselves. Yeah. Again, we recused ourselves from consideration. Listeners, we've
1: talked about this time and time again. You will not find us in the credits for any of the Star Wars affiliated shows because we are fans first, for the fans. Yes. All right? And yes. we we like, you know, are we celebrities? Yes. But, Man, get me out of here. But... We also like to just be normal people that just happen to be bigger and more swole than everybody else, po-heads. Yes, we like to
0: live in the negative space surrounding the most majestic and triumphant achievements in culture, popular and otherwise. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. And so, please, um, enough of the death threats of all these people and, you know, trolling Pattinson and trolling this surgeon who said these things is not on them we refuse no, ourselves just,
1: yeah leave them alone they're just trying Please. to live their
0: lives yes
1: and uh, listen Star Wars fans and poe heads you can be a fan of Robert Pattinson and his new Batman series which we're not going to talk about because this is a Star Wars podcast but you don't have to we're not competing for anything here
0: mm-mm
1: Right. If we were competing in like a physical competition. Sure. Poe right. boys would win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But for this whole situation, just leave. Let the let the guy live. Let him yeah. live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing, you know, he, he but just, if he did one if he did, though, job, what they're supposed to not have hire someone for that job then. Yeah, that's just you know, and silly. But so two, two people I don't didn't know take the job, and i was so supposed to hire somebody for the job. Two people didn't even apply, and it's the people they wanted most in the world. They didn't even throw their name in the ring, so they just they cancel the job. Come on, guys.
1: Come on, come on, son. Yeah. Come
0: on, son. Come on. Come on. Come on.
1: So, Josh, how are you today?
0: Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. My mom got uh, lent me um um this like massage gun. It's like a Drill. Oh, I'm, I'm fully
1: up. yeah, I'm fully aware what those are.
0: Yeah, I've been slamming the old leg with that. Whatever. Push day today, no big deal. Um, that saw stuff, my dad that uh, litters that week.
1: litters my Instagram. Oh, that yeah? gun, yeah, it's all over the place. It's you. like shoot yourself with this gun, shoot yourself with this gun, and I'm
0: like, let me tell you, it hasn't gotten rid of the problem, but you know, I can tie my shoes again. That's always good. Um, oh no,
1: <laughs> Josh, you I gotta was, get. You gotta get to a chiropractor
0: <laughs> I don't know I, I thought of you earlier this week Because I was um, up at my parents place And I was talking to my dad And he mentioned um, Not only that he's listened to a few episodes Of Poe Boys while he uh, Drives to see his parents um, Out of state But that he is in fact a subscriber To Poe Boys Really? My, uh, my dad Huh so, That was pretty cool Hey, hey Josh's dad <laughs> So I don't know You know I don't know if your dad has done anything similar So li-
1: um, Poeheads or first time listeners Because we're talking about An issue today That's not our normal um, TV show Episode mm-hmm. Josh and I have serious dad issues
0: I don't have dad issues Actually at all
1: In, related, in relation to Star Wars So our fathers don't relate to our, our fandom. Now, my issues are a little bit deeper than that. I send my dad <laughs> the song Cats in the Cradle by Harry Shap- Shapin- Chapin um, every year on his birthday and Father's Day. I bought it on iTunes just to share it with him. And he only listens to episodes when my family members listen and we talk about him. or We talk about our dad. So I think your dad is now listening to more episodes than my dad has.
0: Maybe. Previously, the only feedback he had, he had given me was, hey, you know, I listened to one of those episodes. You guys sure seem to know what you're talking about. Oh, no. Are we talking <laughs> about this now? Talking about what? Um, so, I...
1: 2020 is for the fans.
0: Yeah, hashtag 2020, hashtag for the fans. For the fans. fans. And it's... It.
1: And it's hell or high water. It's... <laughs> When the waters are that. calm, when the waters are murky, when there's a torrential downpour, we're here for the fans. For the fans. Hashtag 2020. Yeah. And I have to apologize to our leagues of listeners because I let the Boy brand down
0: last oh. week. Oh. Yeah, oh. Yeah. I, I really thought we weren't going to. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: But remember, it's for the fans. We'd, That's right. We, it's we can't
0: for the fans. Cre- keeping we, it above board.
1: Yeah, we can't. We can't create this facade that we are um, these perfect kind of gazelles or these perfect <laughs> chiseled bodies of knowledge. Gazelles. These jacked gazelles. We, you know, we we make mistakes. So last week, I went to a Star Wars trivia
0: night. In, and last week, I got texts from Peter from a Star Wars trivia night.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I did not text Josh for answers mid it, so I w- it's all above board. But I got absolutely demolished. Oh yeah,
0: we were not. Yeah, this was not a. Yeah, this no. was a post thing. We, I was is, I was not feeding the answers or anything like no,
1: that. No, 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 no. So I'm a, like it was it was a like a podunk trivia night. It was only thirty <laughs> questions and then one like one wager question at the end. And the guy that was asking the questions had no idea what he was talking about. But I got absolutely demolished. <laughs> There's questions like, what's the evil BB-8 unit from Force Awakens? BB-9. Yep. No idea. Um, and here's, here's the one that was most upsetting was... What is the thing, the monster or creature that drinks with Finn and Force Awakens? And oh yeah. <laughs> if you go back in the Po Boys um, timeline of of you know our um, all of our episodes, we talk about the Hapapor like two or three times because we both were uh, early on. Me still, but you as well. We couldn't remember names of characters and names of creatures when we were recording. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've talked about the Hapapor multiple times, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like Hapapor, Hapapor, Hapapor. I know it, but I spelled <laughs> it wrong. Like I spelled it phonetically, and the guy was like, no and I that's almost
0: kinda, yeah, that's kind of trash.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like phonetic. It's Star Wars. It's Star like, don't get me Wars. wrong.
0: If you're at Star Wars Trivia Night at Star Wars Celebration, yeah, you probably need to be spelled on Happenborg, correct? But, like, come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, that just made me go insane. And then after that, there's just a bunch of things um, that were just making me more and more angry. Mm-hmm. Um, like, one was... Um, what are the names of... What are the species that take care of Luke on Octo.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know what they're called.
1: Well, in the book, na- they have a specific name. But this mm-hmm. guy was just like, they're called the Caretakers. And I'm like, what? That's and what he wanted? That? Yeah, that's what that's that's oh, the answer I mean. he wanted. Because I didn't even uh, try. I'm like, listen, I mean, I, I read the book. Um, the only thing I remember is that they really did Rose poorly in that in the in the mm. book, but that's literally the only thing I really remember. And then he just goes, "It's Canto by uh, Sorry, it's, it's the caretakers. I almost flipped a table, <laughs> and
0: and it would have been easy too.
1: Yeah, it would have been easy for me to flip a table because I'm so jacked and huge. But I just wanted to uh, let the fans know um, I am now O for two in Star Wars trivia nights. Um, This one was 789, and I had just read the Visual Dictionary for 9, so I was, like, you know, really geared up, and uh, none of it helped me. Not a single bit of information, like, knowing what the base was called, knowing anything about the Jedi Hunter, knowing um, all of the, like, resistance pilots and the the behind-the-scenes. None of it. Nope. Caretakers, (laughs) <laughs> Caretakers, <laughs> poor silencer. Ugh, okay, so
0: <laughs> that's just um. And so of course, well, so the the kicker though is, Pete's texting me all these wrong answers he's giving, and I say, well, at least you're not acting in official capacity as a po' boy. At least you're not there as a po' boy. And then he texts me. <laughs> His team or his little paper. It says Poe
1: Boys. And then. It says Poe Boys. And then I was wearing my Poe Boys sweater. Ah! I I was yelling Poe Boys as I was getting the ones right. Because, you know, how it's, like, easy in the beginning. And then I was like, Poe Boys. Uh, And then I. um, It was difficult because my swole body is so huge, so everybody saw it. Right. So I couldn't really. You know, I tried to shrink down so people wouldn't see me as much, and you know, I wouldn't be as embarrassed. But it's like a neon sign when you're as jacked and ripped to the nines as a po' boy of note is.
0: Yeah, hashtag ripped to the nines, 2020 for the fans. So you know, handsome gate, and trivia gate, and yeah, it's it's been uh, and yeah, it's been it's been a week. But we're 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 good. We're good. We're hanging in there. Barely. <laughs>
1: So, Josh, um, do you have anything else in the news? I think there's one big thing we should talk about before we get into this episode proper.
0: Um, I, let me look here. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think the handsome thing was just I wanted to... Oh, I, I was um, a little late recording today uh, because I was messing around trying to figure out the Tano Boys theme song. So you'll hear that next week. Pretty sure I got that one locked down. Oh, yeah? Yep. Nice. Yep, yep. That's all I got.
1: So, um, by the time this episode airs, the Oscars would have already come out. Um, yeah, we're
0: recording this the day the Oscars air.
1: We can save you some reviews. Something, something, Oscars are white. Something, something, they're male-dominated. Um,
0: that makes it sound like... I am someone who does not necessarily believe those no, things. No, I, I think uh, it's definitely true. The Oscars are... A, I, don't, I don't like the Oscars, but my girlfriend and I are very into movies, and it's, it's something we like to do together, and she is super into Oscars, and we have a group of friends who we have been watching Oscars with for years now, and every year we fill out a ballot and guess, try and guess what will win. Every category and stuff. Uh huh. So it is. You know, it's like one of the only things we watch on live television is uh, is Oscars. So we do. We do have kind of a lot invested in it. I am pretty. Uh, like, look. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oscars. Please continue.
1: Yeah. So, um, just a thing. A couple things. Our boy Adam Driver. Hashtag Raylos is up for should win.
0: Well. Well, other people who's nominated for best actor. Look, I did see the Joker. I'm not going to see the Joker. Oh, really? Go away. No way. No. You're a big DC guy. I know. Huh. That movie did not appeal to me from the day they announced that they were thinking about doing it. Yeah, I... And it has only appealed to me less with time.
1: One thing for me, so I have the movie pass equivalent for AMC Theaters, AMC A-List, mm-hmm. so I see so many movies. I saw 52 movies in the theater last year. Wow. And... That is, it might be more because I see movies twice. Like I saw Star Wars. What was it? Five times? Six times?
0: Yeah, it, that's wild, man. I've watched a lot of movies this year, but not that many in theaters. I think in theaters I saw like twenty-three.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if you, you don't have the subscription, so for me it's like, no. like I pay twenty-two bucks a month and I get twelve movies a month. So mm-hmm. like this this month, for example, I saw Birds of Prey. I saw The Gentleman... And then I'll probably see like one more movie um, past that. So you get, you save, I don't know, 10, 15 bucks. But um, I really never watch enough of the Oscar movies that are actually getting nominated, like the um, lead actor award. Mm -hmm. It's for Pain and Glory, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Joker and Two Popes. And I've only seen Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Okay. I saw Marriage Story. I think that might be the only one.
1: Mm hmm. Or, like, Best Actress, Harriet, Marriage Story, Little Women, Bombshell, and Judy. And I only saw. Little Women slapped. I only saw Little Women. Now. Yeah. Little Women was very good.
0: I freaking love that movie. Yeah,
1: I was like very i was very very into that movie oh yeah um but
0: i I was right because yeah in fact you recommended it to me before i went in i remember Yeah.
1: yeah i i saw that with i um a bunch of my relatives on christmas night and we were very loud oh good yeah we were screaming during that movie Okay, um, well, there was like three people that were also in the theater and wh- I, one of them kept shushing us, but I, I found out later that it wasn't them. There was like, I don't know, six or seven of us. Uh, my cousin on the far end kept shushing me, but I thought it was the mm. person like in front of us. So I felt bad, but I'd still mm. continue to do it because, um, the, the grandma character, Meryl Streep's character. My grandmother has said those terrible things to me multiple times, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, it's my grandma. <laughs> um, but that movie was very, very good. Um, the yeah. only one that I think we should talk about in terms of awards, we should definitely. I mean, we already said that Am Driver is nominated for um best actor. Star Wars has three nominations, I believe.
0: Three, okay.
1: Which is
0: two, but yeah.
1: I I I think it's score, cinematography, and special effects.
0: Cinematography things I can't remember. All right, you know what? All right, here.
1: Let me let me um, F search this real quick. Yeah.
0: There's no
1: way. I mean, cinematography, um, is 1917 is going to win that one. Yeah, so there's three.
0: It's. I wouldn't count out Lighthouse.
1: It's original score, sound. It's sound editing, sorry.
0: Yeah. Sound yeah, editing
1: okay. and, and.
0: sound design? Um,
1: no, visual effects. visual effects. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which. Um, for visual effects, it's against Avengers Endgame, Irishman, Lion King, 1917, and then Star Wars. So. Hmm. Um, I don't know if they're gonna give it to that scumbag John Favreau and Lion King, cause he did like hit that technology, which is what they applied to the Mandalorian, is kind of like groundbreaking.
0: But the Jungle Book win. Um, I who knows this isn't an awesome podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, so there's those three. Um, are going are are up. And um, I thought we would just do best motion picture mm-hmm. this year. So the nominees are Ford versus Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite in 1917.
0: Yeah, Parasite's one of the single greatest movies I've ever seen. Really? I watch it again this morning. Oh, you did? It's it's easily one of the best movies of the 2010s in my opinion of course but that i mean it's one of the best movies i've ever seen really it's the best picture like i don't care what wins uh-huh parasite is the best picture like it's 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 inarguable it's gonna win best foreign film
1: no, well no 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 it's it's if it I, I don't think picture. it's up for foreign film
0: it is it's up for both oh
1: really movies. because it's the first one yeah. that's ever in the best picture category i don't
0: know f- because roma last oh, year. oh roma okay best picture yeah, there have been there have been foreign language films that are up for Best Picture. I don't think there's been a foreign language film that's won Best. Uh huh. Yeah, I. Uh, Parasite's incredible. I do think Bong Joon-ho will win Best Director.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I. I truthfully only caught through half of Parasite, and Dang. and um, not because I was bored, oh but gosh. because my internet kept coming out in and out mm-hmm. and then i was like screw this i'm just gonna read the the synopsis and then i'm like what happened in this movie Dude. yeah i oh i, I can comp- i completely wrong i completely you? ruined it for myself i'm like this is insane wow. like i was not expecting any of that stuff
0: so um without giving anything away that movie just keeps Happening like usually, you get to a certain point in a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is what the story is. But that movie just keeps developing, literally up until the very end. Yeah, new things are happening. It's it's incredible. Yeah, real masterpiece. So, why, why do you have a pick?
1: Um, I would like Little Women to win. I don't think it will. I so is nominated for best picture. Yep. I right. mean, okay. if, everybody and their, their mother is nominated except Star Wars. Um,
0: I mean, Star Wars isn't. Deserve to be nominated for best picture, in my humble opinion. Once
1: again. Now, something I I always think is really interesting is the Lord of the Rings movies were nominated each time, and mm-hmm. they won once or twice. It won best once. once.
0: They won best picture for Return of the King,
1: which is crazy. That's the last one, and Peter Jackson got the best picture for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw. So I've seen Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite it would not surprise me if 1917
0: won I think 1917 is going to take it I think it's the safe pick there's always a Venn diagram of like um safe picks uh-huh and competent filmmaking mm-hmm. like there's the movies that deserve it so to speak and it's all opinion of course There's movies that are like, oh, this is like a profound piece of filmmaking. And then there's movies that are like, oh, yeah, this is like good and quaint and crowd-pleasing and competent. Or, I don't know. What do I freaking know? I'm a Star Wars podcaster. But I think 1917... 1917 is incredibly competent. I I think it's a really good movie. I don't think it's the best movie, but I think it's like the right happy medium. Mm -hmm. um, Mm-hmm. Where, like, it's not a radical choice.
1: It's like the... It's like the... But it's... The Amy Klobuchar
0: of movies... (laughs) <laughs> sure you know, it's, yeah it's not a radical choice but like if somebody if it were to win it it would be a defensible pick I guess is my my um, uneducated pick on
1: well I mean Josh you used to part of your um blog you used to have was movie reviews right
0: yeah but I mean was a blog well I know um, yeah yeah I'll be, i curious. I, I think, like on my, on my ballot that I'm filling out with my friends, I think I will guess that 1917 will take it. Interesting. Okay. But in my heart, it's Parasite, and nothing else even deserves to be nominated. <laughs> All right. Um.
1: I'll, I'll just ignore that with. In comparison to Parasite, in, it's just a In very relation good to my movie. Little
0: Women movie, Little well, Women was great. I gave both those movies five stars. Both five stars. I star
1: really enjoyed Little Women. And yeah. here's the shocking thing. I think um, Florence Pugh should get um, Best Supporting Actress. Mm-hmm. I did not recognize her from Midsummer to this movie because Midsummer
0: Because she wasn't crying with a flower. Crown. Midsummer
1: freaked me out so much. Gave me nightmares. I hate that movie to the core. I hope nobody from that movie does well ever again. But then out of nowhere, I'm like, where have I seen her before? And my mind has completely blocked out Midsummer. Because I had such a jarring experience at that movie.
0: I had a midsummer esque nightmare, and I never even saw that movie. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, don't. Yeah, Yeah, I'll watch it eventually, I guess. Yeah, if you want nightmares. Um, We're talking about video game, I guess. Yeah, this is our... We're, We're going on 25 minutes into this episode, which is the whole length of some of our episodes. So yeah so the, we are might be we should get into so it.
1: <laughs> this is our episode is on fallen fallen order
0: Jedi. Fall Jedi. Jedi. but there's been so much going on between the mandalorian and episode nine and resistance that we're just like yeah we ain't got time to cover this right now um and so we're we're finally finding a, a hot second to squeeze it in right here between the end of resistance and Clone Wars starting back up in two weeks. Very excited for that. Um, I I'll say in advance. I I mean I took notes. I sat down. I wrote down my thoughts and stuff. Um, I I didn't I didn't put the disc back in ahead of this recording. So I beat it. Um, back in November, I think it took me about a week to beat. When, after it came out um, and I played it one more time after I beat it just sort of wandered around playing it briefly and then I haven't uh, felt compelled to go back
1: now I, so I got, we both got this like when it uh, first came out mm-hmm. I, it, it took me like three weeks to beat it because I made the dumb mistake of buying um, Pokemon Shield and this at the same time so I would, like, play one and then play the other. And then my time was, like, also divided in other areas, so I just never really kind of got around to it. And then I gave it to a friend that we went to college with. Um, I don't know if he's beaten it yet or not, so maybe I'll play through it again when I get that co- my copy back, but it's not really a game that I feel the need to explore every nook and cranny and then kind of play again. And that's mm-hmm. not to say it's bad. I'm just not that type of person. So like I one of my favorite like game genres is this like open world kind of aspect like the Zelda series. As soon as mm-hmm. the, as, as soon as a new Zelda comes out, I immediately get it and play it. But Oh, okay. it, there's been like Zelda DLC I'm not buying that I'm not trying to complete every single mission or treasure chest or whatever um, so I I beat it and then I did not look at it, get at it again there are two areas that I really wanted to go to but the game would have you restart for them which are um, Braca. I'd like to see Braca again and
0: can't go back to Baraka? no
1: no no you, you didn't know that.
0: Which planet is Braca?
1: Braca is the planet where your best friend gets killed in front of you. Oh, so by, by oh, the planet you. By the <laughs> way, um, Poeheads, this is a spoiler podcast for um, Fallen Order. We are going to talk about Endgame. We're going to talk about our
0: thoughts about this. Um, so, and for the record, what Pete just said happens within the first ten minutes of the game.
1: Yeah, I think. It,
0: uh, yeah, so. But yeah, we'll we'll get into the ending and all that stuff. So, well, can you ever go back to broca even earlier in the
1: no, game? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying is, yeah, I I okay. would want to go back, but I'd have to restart the game. Gotcha. And then I would also want to do so, like when you get um, captured by the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. I didn't explore any of that, and there's some like kind of cool things out there. Um, right. like when you somehow let a um the you know 50 eye tiger out and starts killing everything um i didn't end up seeing it i just ran away from it and i and i think Uh, you can you can fight it or something hmm. but um how do we want to do this do we want to do planet by planet
0: or do we want to do um, just general you thoughts. Know, I think that there's, I think general thoughts is the way to go with this. I think it's worth pointing out, um, that we are making a point of, of an episode about this and, and really did want to make point of talking about it because it was really built, it was given the marketing push, it was tied in with The Mandalorian and with Star's Episode 9, you know, there was Jedi Fallen Order merchandise released at the last Force Friday. Uh, it was one of the big day panels at the last Star Wars Celebration, uh-huh. along with um, Episode Nine, Clone Wars, and Galaxy's Edge. And so there's a there's a big push behind this game. Um, it has been pretty well received, um, but it does seem like it's been real, well received, perhaps a little bit in response to how poorly received other more recent Star Wars games have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, did you how How do you feel about this as a big piece of Star Wars lore, as it was kind of heralded to be when it came? Like they, like it was a, I don't know, they pushed it like it was a small movie or a season of a TV show or something like that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I...
0: It felt very big. Its presence felt very big leading into it. It, the
1: story was grand and like fantastic without adding stuff to the star wars universe of or asking the question like why the hell isn't cal then helping luke why isn't cal helping ahsoka you know where mm-hmm. why isn't you know um oh my gosh what's his what's his master's name what is her name Oh, seer dear. yeah like Hey, yeah, hey, Seer, why don't you uh, grab a lightsaber and uh, pitch in a little bit? Well, they talk yeah,
0: about they,
1: that. Yeah, they do talk about that. But at the end, like, once she's, like, fully kind of gone into the Force, I mean, she still has her demons, but both of them could do a lot of good. Now, yeah. I did like that that confirmed Ilum is Starkiller Base, which is kind of cool.
0: Right. That was a big thing I wanted to talk about as well because that's something they also delve into in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary that I have now slowly started to make my way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's, it's always cool to have connective tissue, I suppose, particularly like that that you know ties back to a pretty big arc on Clone Wars. Um, so it's kind of cool, I guess, to have a touchstone between Force Awakens and Clone Wars. I don't care for the development it seems like it just um to my imagination the logistics of it make it seem kind of silly because they make it in the unknown regions but ilum's not in the unknown regions it's a decidedly known planet so at some point they move the whole planet but i mean i get like it's star wars i don't doubt that they can move a whole planet but um i don't know like it just seemed. Like, that, the way that that information came out seemed lackluster. I think there would have be, been a cooler way to go about that reveal, maybe. Um, it ended up feeling underwhelming, to me, and a little a little shoehorned or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with the information. It's, I think maybe how it was presented is a missed opportunity. Because even in the game, you have to dig to get that information.
1: Yeah. I, I enjoyed having that extra information I don't know if Ilum mm. is
0: oh, I never read any of it
1: I don't know if Ilum is as widely known as you're saying I think it's more of a planet that only the Jedi went to it's not
0: like the Jedi were that's true but it wasn't in the unknown regions
1: yeah it wasn't It wasn't in the unknown regions but it was definitely in an area that not that many people kind of go to yeah. um, but it's also like dividing yourself between the legends, which goes into that so much. And then what have we seen in terms of the Disney products, the books and the uh, comic books? Cause uh-huh. in terms of that, we've only seen the youngling arc where, um, the little Rodian and low L- L- Baca, maybe no, some, Oh, uh, Goonji.
0: Or grungier. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's yeah. that. There's this. And then I can't think of another book or comic that is talking about that in the new canon.
0: It makes an appearance in the Soka book. Interesting. Um, and it's being mined by the Emperor. I mean, a, a similar appearance as it is in, in this um Game. Um, let's see. A lot. There was. Why don't we? Well, let's talk about Cal Kestis, the protagonist of the game played by Cameron Monahan. Um, that was revealed. That was revealed at Super Star Early Celebration. Yeah, it was revealed yeah. real early. And so when, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, when when Jedi for Order was first announced. I misread something, rather, really, because it was first announced with very few details. I. Took it to be something that took place after Kylo Ren took out the second, oh really? Jedi okay, Order thing, and this was back. I mean, they had like a logo and a paragraph synopsis or something. I was confused on that. So once we got more information at um, Star Celebration, I was it um, it unexcited me a little bit in that I feel like we get so many. Early days of the Empire, one Jedi survived, this is their story. And it's just like, I've seen this story before, it's like every freaking Star Wars book I read, I felt like that was the story. Um, so I wasn't too keen on that already. And then I, I really feel for the strange reception I think Cameron Monaghan got in being cast as Calcastus. And it's uh, a multi-pronged issue to talk about, I guess. I'll be very upfront. I just had negative associations with him because I didn't care for the Batman show Gotham where he does or doesn't play the Joker. I mean, that's not him. I just, you know, that's how I thought of him. Um, but uh, early on in the, the the development team was talking about, like, oh, yeah, well, we went with... Um, we went in the direction of Calcasus being like a white guy, cause like you know the movies had Ray. Oh my gosh, really? Right, and kind of being like, well, there's there's already a girl, so and I think so. There's a bit of a dust up that it was another white guy. Um, I think a lot of people were less than overwhelmed with his character. Uh, at the same time, it does kind of seem like a lot of people just. Didn't like the cut of his jib and wrote him off on site. So all that aside, trying to step into that arena of discourse um, and maybe without those preconceived biases about casting or about how diverse or not diverse this game is, uh, what what did you think of Calcastus? Can you put yourself in enough of a cone here to just... Calcasas as a character. Um, well, how did you feel about him? for me?
1: And we're I mean we're going to talk about this with the Tano boys a lot. This is my favorite era. Is the Jedi going into it? Like learning all about the different Jedi. So,
0: you know, you mean like a media post Order sixty six era?
1: Post Order sixty six Clone Wars. I just enjoy all of that. So they... Well, Those seems like two very different eras to me. Yeah, well... For me, for me, it's just... The... What, seeing what happens to the different Jedi. Like, for example... Okay.
0: With, so you enjoy this narrative yeah, of... Yeah, so, Lone yeah. Yeah, so, so. like... And I, I have a... My work buddy who's very into stories, same, same way. He's very into the kind of Rise of the Empire era. Yeah,
1: and I, like, literally want to know... What happens to each of the Jedi? What happens... What's their story... And it's extremely, extremely interesting to me, I kind of you. the different ways they go. Like for example, um, with Luminar Unduli, Undula, Undula, Unduly, um, I have been interested in that character since um, there's a Legends book that explains what Anakin and Obi Wan were doing right before Episode Three. This is before Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. So there's a book that's Mm -hmm. like... They were on this mission with Luminara and Barriss. And they kind of put Barriss and Anakin on the same age level. And they kind of had to go with this where... um, Barriss and Luminara were the same species. Is how Mm -hmm. they um, explained it. And their bond was a lot closer than Anakin and Obi-Wan. And it's this book about them going through this trade dispute trying to fix all these things. Um, and it's basically a book that talks about how um, Anakin saved him from the... Um, oh, what, whatever, like, basically, like, space bees in, epi- yeah. in episode... Two. Oh, no, this is leading up to episode two. I'm sorry. This is leading up to episode two, where...
0: The throwaway line in the elevator. Yeah, the throwaway
1: line in the elevator. explains It explains that. And i've just been i'm so interested in all of the backstories behind all of these different characters so for me like getting cal and then getting cal's background i was like you i wasn't a huge fan of monahan, monahan yes
0: yeah again i i only know him from gotham
1: um he's, I, in, he's in shameless too no, no test
0: um, acting i just didn't like that one character I'm not trying to knock the guy. I just didn't no, care for that he's, whole he's, take on Batman. He's not. I have not, plenty of frequency biases there. No, I'm not trying to slam the guy.
1: But that's also, I mean, that's fair too because you watch things based off of characters that you like from other shows. Um, sure. Like we're gonna, I'm gonna continue to re- go out and see Boyega projects, Ridley mm-hmm. projects because of the connection I have to the movies. You know, especially with Christopher Sean and Star Wars Resistance, for sure. I'll at least give that a fair shake before I stop watching soap operas. But... Sure, sure. Cal, I thought, was a pretty good character. A lot of people complain that he was kind of bland and one-dimensional, um, which I can kind of see, because he's a character that has gone through, like, extreme drama and is kind of dealing with it, but it's also a video game, so they have to do something for him to forget his force powers
0: yeah yeah um
1: i would i i have to say i one of my favorite parts of that is the flashback to order 66
0: yeah that was really good
1: yeah I enjoyed that as well um and just the idea that alasat was a jedi
0: yes
1: was like Very so neat. so so cool yes yeah
0: Absolutely.
1: um he, Master T'Pol, like, probably went into, like, my top 15 Jedi of all time that I just really, really enjoy. It'd be freaking
0: tight if he popped up in the background of one of these Clone Wars episodes.
1: Um, yeah, he, him and Cal are just, like, walking down the hall in the cafeteria yep. like, yep. and we're heading to Bracca. <laughs> hey, Master Anakin, me, me, me. And it was just like, T'Pol's like, shut up, kid. Yep. Trust no one. Only trust in the Force. That was a really yeah. cool line.
0: I, it, yeah. I think more than. I don't. I wasn't super gripped by any of the characters. I preferred some to others. I found some compelling enough. I think the main thing that this game presented that I really latched onto and that I enjoyed um, is both Seer and Cal show that, like. Uh, like a damage done to your relationship with the force like that your relationship to the force is almost as appendage that can be harmed and can be injured and it can recoil in, in horror and after the you know we we while we have seen this story a bunch of times uh i think this is the first time i've interacted with this kind of narrative where we get a real honest attempt at looking at the psychology of surviving order 66 and what it does to a person spiritually like we you know we've gotten plenty of examples of oh i escaped now i gotta live you know hand to mouth and life is hard but this is i think the most inward looking um a version of the post 66 jedi survival narrative that i've encountered and i, I found that very compelling well
1: it's also It's also an interesting look at viewing the Jedi as refugees Mm -hmm. Mm because not that I have any background in this, but people that are refugees by definition cannot go back to their, if asylum seekers cannot go back to their homes, if they go back, Mm -hmm. they will be killed. They are forcibly displaced due to some overlying factor. Mm-hmm. It's why it's so heartbreaking with the refugee crisis that exists in the world, and a big part of that is the emotional and psychological drama that goes with that of being removed from your home, being functionally betrayed in a lot of instances. But you know, a large, large group for that, and this video game does a good job of like here are two Jedi, well, really three. If you include um, Sears Apprentice,
0: oh Trilla, right. Trilla, here are thr- and we get this guy on Dathomir.
1: Um, oh yeah, he was awful. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they they did also a good job of like here's toxic masculinity. Let's kill <laughs> Let's kill him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're a rip guy that cuts himself. Cool, cool, cool. Dead. So tight. <laughs> Um, but just this idea, you know, it goes through like it's not just Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Yoda, and what they're doing. It's here's some different, or, or Kanan. It's, mm-hmm. you know, people that are really trying to figure out their place in this world, in a world where their safety net and what they were sworn to protect, their way of life, is completely gone. And they can't openly say it again or they'll be absolutely murdered.
0: Right. Or I mean they can't even vaguely hint at it. I mean it's not it's not just uh you know, hide, um, don't say these certain words. They're actively being sought out. Yeah. As well. Like they are actively being hunted. It's not just a matter of hey, be careful that you don't whisper Jedi. It's this thing you are, this institution you were part of is gone and the new institution will not stop hunting you, and it is smelling and sniffing and looking for you everywhere you go.
1: Granted, that's their uh, fault, because you you can just keep going back to the same four planets,
0: so you're very easy to find. True that, more to follow on that. I guess let's just really hammer this positive thing real quick before we get into that. But yeah, Seer's relationship in particular, and I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Seer, but I haven't played the game in months.
1: Sierra, but, yeah, you're right. Um,
0: I really found her relationship with the Force super compelling I mean she's captured she's tortured she's broken um, and then she lashes out she she grabs onto the dark side lashes out and then totally receives from the force and her it's just you know the the trauma takes the shape of fundamental damage done to her relationship with uh, with spirituality and with with the force and with the power that she held her whole life you know, push came to shove, she was broken down as a human being and, and lashed out and tapped into the dark side, and now, on top of all of the things that have toppled in the galaxy and all that these people hold dear come crashing down, she can't She can't even turn to the Force for Solace because her, her relationship with the Force is fundamentally damaged. She, you know, the last time she taps into it, before the events of the game anyway, it goes very wrong, and she succumbs to... Um, the dark side that you know the one thing that she's been taught her whole life not to do really uh and that was it was very sad and i thought that um the actress the actress who played seer uh who i'm gonna find her name in a minute um did a fantastic job and it i mean it was, it was very heartbreaking and um very deborah wilson um yeah she did a really good job compelling yeah i mean she she absolutely knocked it out of the park uh, i think my main i know, stemming off of that though as, as compelling as i find um oh are we particularly are, sears oh, go ahead. are you gonna
1: do a negative thing oh, a little bit oh because i have one positive thing left before we get into that
0: okay the vader stuff was so good Yes. Yeah. So I don't. I was gonna go back to the other positive stuff at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want to wait to talk about that, because um, I will say the ending of this game I found incredible. Really
1: frustrating. Yes. So ah! let's get into ah! um, your your negative points.
0: Well, it stems from what I was just saying. Is you know while I I found the psychological repercussions of Order sixty six being explored very compelling. Um, I didn't buy any of the character relationships in this game. Like, by the end, um, little chubby old man alien, gray guy, Grease. Grease. Is, says, like, you two are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, I've been playing this game for like seven hours. I have almost never spoken to you. Uh, I don't, I don't buy, um, Cal's sense of betrayal that Seer didn't just open up and tell him all about the most traumatic thing that ever happened to her. I'm sorry, did Cal immediately tell Seer about his Order 66 survival? He didn't go into it. Like, why would she just be oh, by the way, blah, 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 blah. But he's just like, so betrayed, and now maybe I'll turn to the dark side because Seer betrayed me and didn't tell me that uh, this Inquisitor is her old apprentice, and oh, how dare she? I didn't buy that. I didn't buy the whole kind of implication of a family dynamic or a greater dynamic. And just, yeah, when he's when Grease says, you guys are the best thing that ever happened to me, i like, I don't know. Okay, I guess. Maybe you've got, like, a very short lifespan, and so you're picking up things I'm not. Um, but the character relationships in this game, other than Trilla and her hatred for everyone, which I also liked a lot, Trilla was great. I enjoyed that villain. Um, I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is we have to put our own perspectives into it. Like, you and I have not been through trauma before, so Mm -hmm. if I were a person that's been through that, you know, I've never been in, like, a support group or anything like that, of is that something you kind of just bottle inside and you don't want to talk about it? Or is that something where you're just like, let's do the work, here's the work, and I don't want to talk about it, because for Seer, she's ashamed of herself.
0: Right.
1: So it makes sense why she doesn't want to share that information. And from his perspective, like I would, I would just be like, I'm done with you. But he's also, I think that's just a flaw in his character of not providing enough backstories of like having a satisfying, here is what Cal is going to do based off of previous actions with Cal.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I could see a read on the character of, you know, he had this huge traumatic thing happen in Order 66. He's been living for the hand-to-mouth ever since, and uh, very few friends, can't really trust anyone. And this is the first time he has slowly started to think about opening up to other people with Sierra and Grease, and then shortly thereafter he is, to his mind, betrayed, or there's a live omission or something, and that causes him to... You know, it's like he, you know, went to touch the stove and it was hot again. Um, I, I, you know, okay, I, I get that well enough, but it just, it was, it was played in such a way to me that I, I couldn't go along with it emotionally. Like I just didn't, I didn't buy into it.
1: Yeah, well, I don't really find that this video game was like an emotionally gripping game for me, and I'm sure that they intended for that to be the case of. Like certain points where you, your heart's supposed to be racing as you're doing things, Mm
0: -hmm. but yeah, I never got
1: that. Yeah, the game kind of missed me on that, which is also, I think, a flaw in it because you know he's gonna die, right? I mean, I guess they can do this BS of like, oh, they cut off from the force, or oh, they're searching for octo and blah blah They're blah They're
0: really really just milking it in everyone involved in these kind of stories defense the line obi-wan says is now the jedi are all but extinct all but extinct okay all right great job you got me on a technicality but like the more of these guys you keep being like, they survive, they survive, they survive. Like, it begins to feel like most of the Jedi survived. Not because they did, but because most of the Jedi we meet have survived. Or, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, um... Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. So... Yeah, didn't buy Family Element, didn't buy that stuff... What else have we got on here? Um, I did. Yeah, I liked the villain. I liked Cal and the villain's mm-hmm. relationship. Kind of, sort of. I found their dynamic compelling enough. Like, I mean, when you know you have a climactic battle with that character, um, I, I enjoyed that from a story perspective. And the things they were saying to each other were uh, um, compelling enough. I did really like the ending. And when I say I like the ending, I like the whole last level, but the main thing that I like the most in this whole entire game is literally, like, the very end. And I gotta say, I have to qualify that because I don't necessarily buy that everyone goes along with the end of that game as easily as they do when it happens. Mm -hmm. So the whole game is built around Cira's looking for a holocron that she can use to rebuild the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. And in the end, spoiler, 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 spoiler get the holocron and cal destroys it which i think is a very cool decision of you know no what are we bringing these people into if we go get these kids and raise them in the force what are we bringing them into we're bringing them into being refugees we're bringing them into being hunted for the rest of their life and cal says let's leave it up to the force and he destroys the holocron and i like that a lot i thought that was a very cool very profound decision um oh i was so mad
1: I was like, oh, I, loved I was it. like, like what why would you do it for eight hours? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, Cal. I mean, it's definitely, right, I it's definitely a more satisfying. Your
0: reaction would be the character's reaction.
1: I was, yeah, I was, um well, I mean, it also is kind of hinted at because there's the Dathomir girlfriend you get. G-
0: girlfriend, eh? Well,
1: they, he wants, he wants to date her. Oh boy. Um. And she's like saying all these like points about the Jedi, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yep. Yeah, they do do some weird heavy foreshadowing. Yeah,
1: and it's just at the end where they're like, all three characters are outside. Why don't you talk to each of them? Right. Um. Yeah, I was I was none too pleased. With, with that, but it's also... It was, it was my
0: favorite part of the game. Yeah,
1: I also think that I would have been more upset at if they had started, and then you see them all die again. Like, I think they did a good job of, you know, Trilla had all those Padawans, they all die, but you only see, like, the Rodian one being like, hey, is it okay? Are we gonna be okay? Mm-hmm. Not the other Padawans that were also you know, killed on top of that. It wasn't just that one Rodian Padawan.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it, but Darth Vader, also at the end.
1: Yeah, Darth Vader was insane. I really... Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I actually watched on YouTube probably, like, 30 minutes to 45 minutes of, like, gamers' reactions. Oh,
0: yeah, wow. because, like, you know, people <laughs> stream
1: and play video games. Um, right. And uh, they, like, posted all these people, like, What is happening?
0: Yeah, big shout out to YouTube, uh, which loves to recommend videos to you based on your viewing history. And one of the main feeds I go to is the Star Wars official YouTube channel. So, of course, before I've beaten this game, it's recommending videos to me that are just a picture of Darth Vader and Darth Vader scene from Jedi Fallen Order is the title. Yeah, that's a bummer. Pretty psyched about that. Very, very cool. That sucks. It does. It would be still cool when it happened. Um, yeah, and I love that level. I mean, you know, big shark guy, big aquarium guy. It's kind of an aquarium-looking level.
1: Um, that that level yeah. really frustrated me because it was counterintuitive like, of where you swim. So... I just like yeah, I that, just
0: yeah, I, that was weird I just got I wasn't sure if I was supposed to surface or what yeah
1: that that really infuriated me um, uh. one thing I'll, I'll talk about is I really enjoyed how you could switch the difficulties because there was like hard medium and then cakewalk and mm-hmm. I started out at medium but at various points I was like why am I wasting my life trying to like defeat this enemy where I could just literally do cakewalk mode and it would be over. So I really appreciated that to like, you know, and as opposed to like trying again and again, failing for half an hour, just be like, mm-hmm. let's move on with our lives. I really, really like that that little aspect of it.
0: I did as well because I also ultimately turned it all the way down to cakewalk. Look, I beat Dark Souls. All right, get off my back. I play video game. I don't know how to play freaking video games. <laughs> I play video, game. video games. This, this game, it. Uh, you know, I had it on the regular difficulty for a while, and I, I did not find it fulfilling in the slightest. And the older I get, the less fulfilled I, I feel uh, when I'm playing a video game. And I was just like, this is not worth it. This is not worth it to me. I do not care about fighting this idiot. Like, it's not worth it. Uh, and so I did put it on cakewalk mode. I did breathe through it. And part of me wonders, going back to my point about the character relationships, if, had I left it on a... More intense difficulty, and had to spend more time area to area, enemy to enemy, would I have felt like I'd spent more time with Cal, and in turn, more time in that world, and bought more into the character relationships? I don't know, I don't think so, but I can't help but wonder. Also, I guess what the difficulty setting doesn't affect, the stupid little skateboarding moves. Oh, yeah. Hated that. Yeah. Hated that. That at least they had the courtesy not to kill you off every time you fell off a skateboard ramp. Oh, yeah. Because that would have just... I would not have beat the game. But man, oh, man. You, you skateboard. You're like, I'm jumping. I, I'm jumping. I'm jumping here. I'm not landing. I don't understand. And you fall off, and it spits you up like 500 feet, and you do the same thing. Just over and over and over and over. And somehow, one time, arbitrarily, you just end up making the gap. Oh, man. Drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. <laughs> um, some environments, yeah. Uh, I will say. Speaking of the environment, speaking of the water level and all this stuff. Thinking about it now, I do think aesthetically they nailed. They nailed the imperial vibe. Um, you know, when you're in an empire-occupied um, area, and it, they did do, I think, an interesting job of showing. Um, the empire infringing upon a natural environment, and and seeing how it overcomes nature and rock formations and trees and all kinds of stuff, and is is abrasive and brutal. Um. The
1: invasion of Kashyyyk was was very well done. Mm-hmm. The I was not a fan of the because um, in each of the planets they had their like own kind of villains and characters. Right. I was not a fan of like fighting monsters. Or, like, spiders yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. Most of
0: the monsters fell kind of flat for me.
1: Yeah. But the beginning part of Kashyyyk, where it's, like, you're pushing on, you're, you know, helping to free, and then climbing up the, was it, life tree? mm mm-hmm. um, was very, very cool. I really, really enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, I liked the big monster at the end of that on Kashyyyk. I think that was my favorite creature. It then they sort of felt like they were doing something too similar with the big bad creature on Dathomir. I and I was over that. Yeah. I was like, didn't like just do this whole. Oh, the on a- big creature the thing? owl.
1: Well, I don't yeah, know. I think you fight like an owl. Yeah, that was dumb.
0: It was like a was no, like a reptile thing. I thought fl- it's no, a big flying. No, I think thing. it was like, an Dathomir. owl.
1: I think it was like a flying Flyers. owl. Yeah, I did not like it's that like an owl
0: bat lizard. Yeah. thing. We're talking about the same thing. Um, I do, yeah, by, in, by and large, the creatures didn't really grab me. I mean, I can't really remember what many of them look like. I remember coming around to the tree creature on Kashyyyk well enough. Um, the areas also didn't, by and large, grab me because this game is like... Very much a Dark Souls-type game, where it drops you into a very big, expansive area. You unlock shortcuts to other sub-areas within that area, and it kind of folds over itself. And um, There are four of those areas in this game. You spend a lot of time in each one. They don't change drastically. I mean, in Dathomir, sometimes you're in a cave, sometimes you're not. There's a villages here or there, but it, it didn't change drastically enough, and I got sick of all of them.
1: Yeah, I did not uh, enjoy being in Dathomir. It really creeped me out. This, like, whole Walking Dead, like, <laughs> mowing people down. I was like, get away from me! <laughs> I didn't, I, I, like, the, the one where you're supposed to run to your ship, I ran so fast. Not, in real
0: life, with the controller. Yeah,
1: I was like, we gotta get out of here, boys! Um, was not, not a huge fan of that. Um... But you're also kind of constrained by, like, the story you can tell. So you can't go to, like, every planet.
0: So That's true. I do get that. But I do think, going back to the story, that they did choose to tell. I think the story would have been better served with a more linear game. I don't think that this Dark Souls-like, open-world-type body was the right, you know, skeleton for this story. Oh, interesting. Big, okay. Like, the fact that I'm wandering around forever in Kashyyyk... I think, contributes to my sense that these relationships are not, you know, because you're never spending time with those characters. You're never spending time with those characters. You can go out of your way and have brief conversations with them, but I don't, and so I don't, I I mean, I guess that's maybe Uh, that's what I Did
1: you not give him, like, um, some trees to plant and his little
0: garden? Of course not. I hate him. (laughs) I'm not going to give him the time of day. I'm going to give him a tree. Very xenophobic of you. Oh, brother. Um, I, look, I love Babu Frick. Babu I Frick. I give Frick a forest of trees. This little grease fella. I have this one Kick I
1: have this one ethnic friend, therefore I am not xenophobic oh whatsoever.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think that this game would have been... I, so here, here are my two big hot takes on okay, this. Okay, let's end with these hot takes. I think this game would have been better served by... A more traditional, like, level-by-level level game. I know those aren't popular these days. I know that's not what the big, great games of the day... You know, that's not Death Stranding, really, kind of, sort of... Or, like, Last of Us. These games don't work that way. Uh-huh. But I... Well, in a way, they do. It. This, I think a more linear game would have made this a more fulfilling game. I think something more akin to Star Wars Force Unleashed... Maybe not that on the rails, but mm-hmm. you know, so so much of Star Wars is about story, mm-hmm. and this the the you know I don't know this story didn't it wasn't it wasn't fixed enough it wasn't on the rails enough I I think I think it could have been improved if it was kind of a level by level maybe some cutscenes between each level I don't know that's just me spitballing here um, my other big take is that I can't help but wonder if there is a weird sort of point on the x-axis and y-axis of how intensely uh, focused on Star Wars you are in your day-to-day life. Say, do you like Star Wars, or are you a jabroni with a Star Wars podcast? Um, And both are perfectly viable, mind you. I'm not trying to talk about who is or isn't a real fan, but like are you a bit much when it comes to Star Wars? I would say I'm a bit much when it comes to Star Wars uh, and your enjoyment of the game. And I, I, I feel like perhaps your enjoyment of the game is at its apex if you are, like, into Star Wars, but not, like, too into Star Wars.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've had... We have... What, I have one, we have one mutual friend that um, played this game, mm-hmm. and um, he's been on the pod. Um, Tom, our relationship expert, and he liked it, but I think he was a, a big fan of um, Dark Souls, so
0: that mm-hmm. was more of his take on it. Well, as am I, but yeah. I, um, it's like um, when I, I a game I loved when I was younger was Alien vs Predator two. Yeah. could play as an alien, could play as a predator could play as a marine, it's a first person shooter and I love The those movies and I had seen a few alien movies I would seen a predator movie here or there but I wasn't um, enveloped in the mythos of it all I didn't concern myself with canon and broader implications and nonsense like mm-hmm. this and so I did kind of just enjoy it on its face like I was aware of what those properties were but I wasn't recording a podcast about it every week. I just keep going back to that as an example. Um, and so I think that frees you up a little bit to experience the thing as the thing rather than a part of a whole. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Perhaps. and this, Maybe this is just my own experience in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't help I but can't wonder. And I don't I, – I mean it seemed like most of the people that we followed on Twitter at the time had – okay things yeah they're pretty positive about it i don't remember really seeing anyone raving about it
1: i'm Uh, i'm curious to see how many um kyle kestis we'll see um at star wars celebration so if you would like to uh get a hold of us share your thoughts share our thoughts um say how much you liked uh our con our our uh, content and agree with us that'd be great uh poboys podcast at gmail.com at poboys podcast is our instagram and twitter we
0: have a youtube maybe bye